<clears throat> Hello. Hi. Welcome back. We are on episode 18 of It's Not That Weird. You're single. Yeah. Why is that? You're adorable. <laughs> You're entertaining for sure. You can also be a bitch. <laughs> I was actually really hoping to make Jay cry. Tell uh, me about your dead father. <laughs> oh, this is all I could have ever dreamed of. And yeah, I'm not judging. It's I'm gross. Just saying. It's weird. They didn't traumatize you? You don't talk about they that? They definitely did. But, uh... <laughs> you can't ask me that. <laughs> it's not that weird. So, uh, hi guys. I'm going to get right into it and tell you, I am really excited to share this interview with you. I did not anticipate that um, this podcast was going to bring me closer to people that I once knew from living in the county, I guess, and like high school and such. But obviously that has happened a few times in a few different ways so far. And I'm very happy about that. This person specifically and I, we were very, very close in high school, like best friends, pretty much inseparable for quite some time. And uh, just life kind of happens, you know. But I do love that uh, he's one of those people that no matter how much time has gone by, we can just like sit, talk catch up, pick up like nothing happened. And he is truly such a wonderful person. You're going to hear me gush just about him and like his whole family because they're wonderful people who had a huge influence on my life and really, truly tons of people's lives, especially if you're from the county or you went to a little school called Colchester North. Ah, I'm just so happy that he made the time. And uh, yeah, I am proud to introduce my next guest. He is hilarious. He's very kind. He's very thoughtful. Please help me welcome Dean Ozier. come up with uh, like a handful of questions then what ends up happening is that we go way off topic so yeah. <laughs> like um but I think first we'll just say uh it's been a, quite a while since I've seen you the last time I saw you we were driving on highway three yeah. <laughs> it was like a month ago that was so random yeah. to run or not run into you I guess I saw you and I was like oh my god that's Dean yeah <laughs> that made my day him. actually I was kind of like a bad day and then oh. like just seeing you, I was like, oh, Tori, I haven't seen her a little still bit. She's alive. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's nice. Um, so I feel like it's it's good to give some context as to how we know each other. So I'll explain it a little bit. Your father, mm-hmm. your dad, is uh, kind of a local celebrity. Yeah, local I, hero. I will say he is. Yeah, his name is Izzy, or as so many people like me know him, Mr. O. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't care how old I get, he will always be Mr. O to me. I can't <laughs> call him Izzy. I don't care. So he was a French teacher and also a coach at my grade school, which was Colchester North. Mm-hmm. He's now retired but he is like not just like one of the greatest teachers he's just one of the best people in my life and like honestly every single person who comes out of that school says the exact same thing yeah, yeah, yeah. and I know it's the same about your mom too who was also a great school teacher is she retired now too yeah they're both yeah. retired now All she right. retired like right before the pandemic the year like the school year happened started before the pandemic hit yeah and then she retired like the June previous yeah yeah so you, obviously your parents are uh very influential in Windsor Essex and again everybody who had your mom also said the same thing like my step siblings went to her school and yeah. they said yeah she was awesome we loved her and I'm like it's just universal that this family is loved so I guess we'll talk about that first we'll start with 
what was it like growing up? Because you grew up in Cottom, yeah. which is a very small town. Mm-hmm. Um, but what was it like growing up with your parents being so important, I guess, to like everybody? I mean, like all your friends love them and stuff yeah. like that. What was that like? It was like kind of cool, but at the same time, like you always had to be on your best behavior because mm-hmm. no matter what you did, like it got back to my parents in some way or somehow. One hundred percent, yeah. Oh my and, like, gosh. Especially like my mom was like a teacher at our school, so like yeah. I couldn't step out of line like at all. Like my homework was always done. Like <laughs> yeah, 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 a hundred percent. So, and again, your dad it was so important, and I remember. So he also taught us health too. So he taught us French and he taught us health, mm. and. He was so adamant on how healthy he was and how good he was. And then I remember going to your house in high school or whatever, and you're like, oh, no, he's not like that at all. That's <laughs> not what he's doing. During the week, you know, he, like, sticks to a pretty strict schedule, but yeah. on weekends it's free game. And yeah. that's where, like, the like the desserts come out and the chocolate and everything. Yeah, yeah. 100%. So I probably met you in grade school. Oh, well, 100% we, we yeah, met in grade school, even like, though we went to separate grade schools. But Track I, days and stuff like that, like yeah. after track practices and stuff. Yeah. yeah, and also your dad just being your dad. But yeah. we didn't get close until high school, really. Mm-hmm. And I know it was partially because your dad said to watch out for this girl. Yeah, yeah. Because he's the fucking best ever. But I was also dating at the time. Like one of my first boyfriends was one of your neighbors mm-hmm. so I was always there or at your house or something but we had like a nice period where we're in high school we were really close yeah we were almost and inseparable yeah that was really fun so I'm just giving context I guess but we're gonna go back to like being a kid growing up in the county you're also black mm-hmm. and let's talk about that because I mean if you're okay with talking about it of, of course, course of but, course no I don't mind talking about it again you, you can speak to this but from what I recall I hate this but being from Cottom or being from a small town, I feel like so many people are just like, I'm not racist. I was friends with Dean or like, or PJ or, or mm. Amari or whoever it was. And again, we only had a very select few people of color at our school. Yeah, I think at like so, the most at one time, I think we had those, like we counted, it was like 15, like not white people at a school of yeah. like 750 people. Exactly. So that, the ratio was way off. So let's talk about that so, if you would like to, but yeah, yeah. Let, you tell the story or you, you talk about what it was like. So like, yeah, I listened to the one podcast with you and Cam and you guys weren't far off on a lot of things i didn't think you were wrong at a lot of spots but if you guys kind of like not went over the edge but like <laughs> there was like there was a line and you guys were like, like treading it a there little was bit, animosity like. I, and and i honestly listening back to it i was like okay i hear it like i understand mm-hmm. what people are saying but at the same time it wasn't untrue per se mm-hmm. i guess but anyway you know but like it. honestly it's everyone's experience with right and yeah. like thinking back on it a lot of things made me not have been the best but at the same time like they made me who i am today and it's yeah. not like every single person there it's not like i hated my life every single day yeah. or anything like that there was my friends and then like their friends had friends some of their friends you're kind of like guilty by association at some yeah. point of some things and honestly like growing up there like i didn't really realized I was different yeah. until like grade seven I think it was when we were playing bump at the bump. playground <laughs> in grade school and then like I would knock somebody out and then he turned around and called me the n-word and I was just what? like and like everyone's just like oh Dean you can do something about that and I'm just like do something about what like yeah. I didn't even know what the word meant really yeah that was like kind of like my first experience with it and then I got called into like, Mr. Mazera's office you Mr. know Mr. Mazera mm-hmm. I got called to his office and he's, this is what happened and he's just like oh and I'm just like honestly like, I don't really know what that word means Mr. yeah Mazzara. and, like, and you know what at the time too I'm sure like it's it was probably such a weird kind of difficult thing for him to try to navigate too mm-hmm. and just in general things are so different now but I mean back then yeah I, yeah I, I've had an Instagram post talking about like how I grew up and stuff like that too I about this, yeah. that like, just saying like experiences and stuff like that and like 
I would say it was probably like 70% good, 30% not so much. Not yeah. like bad, but just weird, weird vibes about it. But yeah, this interview that Kim and I did, mm. we're speaking from what we witnessed. We aren't yeah. people of color. So yeah. it's like we just talked about what we were aware of. But yeah, that's it's, the thing too, like because I talked to her about it a lot and I talked to yeah. like, you about it, like, I think a little bit. Mm-hmm. And it's just like people can't tell you you're wrong about your experiences and what you saw. That's the thing. Like, yeah, you saw what you saw. It might not have been the way that it was, but like it's your experience. You can't tell somebody they're sure. wrong about the way they see it through sure. their eyes. And time does things. Time can kind of change the memory. It just really blew me away how after that episode came out, nobody said anything really directly to me mm-hmm. about it. But I was just hearing that people had listened to it mm-hmm. and that they were upset. Honestly, I, I could get that. And that's really the last thing I wanted to do. Like, I'm not against Essex. I know mm-hmm. that within our high school and such that there were people who needed to be around people of color or like who could have benefited if we had more people of color but then there's also like so many people that I don't know didn't even realize that they were like you say like a guilty by association like how Mm. often would we hear these like jokes and just kind of like let it slide or stuff like that so um again high school is also just like a malicious time in general like it's just it's just everyone's trying to like find themselves like we're dumb kids yeah like you're in high school you're like 14 to 17 years old like you're still figuring out who you are (laughs) you're figuring out like what your life path is going to be like yeah yeah and it's tricky it's very tricky so within I guess high school specifically, because I know you said that grade school was, you, you had the one experience and then you were aware of it. So mm. was there any point in high school where you were like, because again, we, we had 15, we'll say at one time, like mm. was there a, a time where you were just like, oh, this is, I'm not exactly like. Uh, not really situation. Like I was playing like travel hockey with a bunch of the guys like, right, yeah. from, like from Essex, right? So yeah. like we had our team and it was the time when everyone was like growing flows and stuff oh like my that, God. right? So, like, they still like, do that, you know? Yeah. <laughs> So just like I had my hair braided and cornered at the time. That's what I did as like my quote unquote flow or whatever. Yeah. But it was, you felt it like a little bit. Being an Essex, I do feel like it just, people don't know what to do with someone that's different than them. I don't think that it's a bad thing to just talk about it. Cause it's yeah. like, it's like shining a light that needs to be shown. Like it's been yeah. in the dark for so long that like yeah. people just don't talk about it and then let things slide. And then like nothing changes unless you talk about it. Yeah. And when I was young, the first like experience I actually remember is like me and my dad and my brother went out to a diner and like, there's a place like you walk in, you seat yourself and the place was pretty full, but like mm-hmm. we sat down next to a table mm-hmm. and then they grabbed their food and went to a different table. Oh, God. And, like, I asked my dad. I was just like, yo, like, what? why did they move? And he just shook his head and said, like, oh, don't worry about it. People like that, like, we don't need to concern ourselves with that. And, like, yeah. my dad was really, like, inspirational, I guess, or just, like, he, like, really taught us how to, like, make our way through without letting things like that affect us. Yeah. In high school, you're always trying to fit in and just do whatever, right? So, like, I I was like, no matter, like, how different I am, sports is something that every single person, if you can play, like, it doesn't matter where you're from, like, what, like, whatever you are, just, you can play your play. Yes, that's why I've divulged my life into sports in some sense, because Mm -hmm. it's a place every single person can fit in. I felt most comfortable there because, like, didn't matter if you're black or white. Like yeah, it was just, about your ability and such. Yeah. yeah, and your dad being a coach of you know many sports and so many things. Yeah, I'm, I understand it being so important too. And you're totally right too. Is you build these friendships that are based off of like this common interest and not necessarily about who you are per se, which can also be a bad thing because people can create loyalty where they shouldn't and Mm. be shitty. Looking back at it now, yeah, we can't change what happened by the time. We didn't know how to act around something like that. It was something that's different. Like we're just dumb kids too. Like we didn't, we weren't really exposed to that much, that that much either. So like you can't learn from something you're not exposed to or like you don't know, like, you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 totally. And and some of it I will say is selective ignorance is people choosing whatever. But for the most part, yeah, there is like a factor of small town mentality. Like in 
in some ways, you know, people are incredibly loyal to each other and everybody mm. is well connected and they, you know, take care of each other. So, yeah, again, I'm not talking shit about Essex. I really am like <laughs> backpedaling here. So your dad, you remember him being very inspirational. Do you remember a specific talk or like? We recently actually talked about it with, do you know my dad's friend, Kurt? Oh, that's so familiar. He was a track coach for the University of Windsor. Yeah, 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 yeah Kurt yeah. Downs. Kurt yeah, Downs, yeah. So like well, during the pandemic, he came over a couple of times when like a bunch of the George Floyd stuff happened. Like yeah. we were just like talking about it just because it was like traumatizing. Yeah. And just, we, we came over and just kind of like circle talk about it or whatever. Nice, yeah. We just talked about how like for us being in like a part of like a community and stuff like that, us like subconsciously always whenever we meet someone or see someone, like we always smile just to show we're not a threat. Like we're friendly. We're here to like yeah. enjoy this space together or whatever. Like yeah. we just do that subconsciously. And I told my dad that and he's like, you know, I never really thought about it like that. I don't know. You just kind of like learn through what you go through, I guess. Like yeah. there wasn't really like a, a, you never had to sit down and talk with me about it. Mm-hmm. But since people knew my dad and just knew me kind of growing up and mm-hmm. just like, and it was never like, no one ever treated me that badly in that okay, sense. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. In a way, there was like a protectedness that comes from your dad being like a community figure because he yeah. honestly is. So um, your dad, uh, you, maybe you can speak to this a little more. I want to have him on the podcast, honestly. I would mm. love to. Yeah. I, I need to talk to him about it. Actually. He's in Costa Rica right now, actually. <laughs> what? Yeah. Good for him. Uh-huh. I, again, he's one of the only people from my childhood who I actively have a relationship with because he's a wonderful person and he Mm. was just it didn't matter who you were as his student he was just so good to everybody and he was funny and he was personal and he was awesome but he came from what's uh it's mauritius right that's the name of the country so Mm. do you know when he came he came over cross when he was seven years old okay Mm. so he's old (laughs) he's an old man now so so that was quite some time ago was it in windsor that they came okay so then your mom she was born here but her mom was born in lebanon Uh, and her and her her mom and her dad came she was born here, but my mom and dad are both. Yeah. Mom's second generation, my dad's first. Yeah. I just love them together, you know? Mm-hmm. Sometimes when I'm driving through Cottom, I'll see them walking and I stop traffic just to stop <laughs> and say, yeah, I just love them. Okay, so your parents had your brother, mm-hmm. Adam, who's how old now? He's turning 30 in December. He's like living in Costa Rica right now. What? So like, that's why my parents are down there. I thought he got married. Yeah, he got married wow. and like they moved down there because it was easier for them to get their visa, I think, um, when they're married and stuff. They're happily in love. Wow. But, uh, they live. And they're living in Costa Rica. That Wow, that yeah. is the dream. <laughs> yeah. That's, and were your parents supportive of that, of him going, yeah? Yeah, my parents are supportive, honestly, of any single thing yeah. we do, as long as we're not hurting anybody and yeah. like not hurting ourselves. So. Yeah, well, okay, so we'll talk about that because, as I said, I can't stop talking about how great they are. But <laughs> you also, my whole entire life, have been very much like a figure of good. I've never had a bad thought about you. You were, mm. were very much known for being a very kind guy, Which, especially in high school, too. Yeah, that, that means a lot, honestly. <laughs> it's true, though, and, and I feel like every person, like, I don't know many people or who would ever say something bad about you and again mm. maybe it's also like the family thing is you can't mm-hmm. talk bad about the Oziers <laughs> though obviously your parents raised you to be this way mm-hmm. and um yeah so just props to everybody man <laughs> that's all it, I got yeah. to say no, like, even that. in high school like the lunch I was either in the gym shooting baskets with like mm-hmm. all the, those guys or I was like, just walking the halls talking to people like because yeah, everybody know. loved you yeah, I was kind of like a social <laughs> butterfly I like, yeah. was always just one to like, hey what's up to everybody like, yeah, yeah yeah no you're very much you're very good at getting along with absolutely anybody mm-hmm. um can we talk about your family, your adoption and stuff like that? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. okay, so you share what you want to, but your parents had Adam, and mm-hmm. he's 30, and you're 26 now, aren't you? Turning 26 in November. Oh, yeah. Yeah, a couple months. So you were adopted when you were how old? Day I was born. Yes, okay, that's yeah. what I thought. So growing up, you were aware of this too, right? Mm-hmm. Like your parents... I had like a poem in my room ever since I can remember. It's like called like the... 
I'm the legacy of an adopted child. And huh. it's, I'll have you read the poem after and something mm. that I got it tattooed all. That's what that is? Yeah. That's oh my God, it's long. It's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a big tattoo. Yeah. yeah. All but right. yeah, you having like kind of like two mothers, two families. One family gave you life. The other one nurtured you and stuff like yeah. that. And like, I've never felt different my parents are awesome like oh my god yeah i have no complaints about how they raised me or everything like that and even people like to this day when they find out i'm adopted they don't believe me i I remember being shocked yeah well i was a kid probably when i found out an adoption i don't really even know what that means Mm -hmm. i remember saying like there's what you would think the other one was adopted (laughs) sometimes honestly some pictures it looks like it right yeah i do remember this uh us having many conversations about you being adopted Mm -hmm. and you can speak to this was there a point where you wanted to know more about them or do you know more about them Um, or is it just kind of a yeah so like when i was 12 or 13 summer of grade eight or something like that or going into grade eight um that's when you're trying to find yourself find your identity and stuff like that right so i just yeah. had a lot of questions about that i freaked out about it like threw like a little tantrum and stuff like mm. that and like i started writing stuff down and then um my mom found my journal and read it and then she's like yo like you need to go to therapy hmm. you need to like express your feelings to a professional because yeah. like we don't know how to help you and yeah. like this is a complex situation no matter how much you prepare for it yeah yeah so right. I went to therapy, talked to this guy. I talked to him for six months, I think. Not a lot of people know that either. But I didn't know that. Yeah. Therapy's the, ma- oh, majorly the ther- important, man. The stigma <laughs> behind therapy doesn't make sense to me because nope. it's just like, <laughs> if you have something wrong, get help. Yeah. Live every single day to its fullest and yeah. just get yourself better. But 100%. we worked out that I just needed to know a little bit more. It's a closed adoption. That was the tricky part because yeah. closed adoption, you know, can't get really that much information out of it because... Yeah, they set that up ahead of time, right? Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. yeah, from, yeah. From, like, the, the moment I was adopted. Yeah. Um. So, but then you're allowed to get information once you turn 18, but I was, like, 13 at the time. Hmm. So I don't know exactly how it happened, but, like, I think just for, like medical reasons they made an exception hmm. for me to get some information so okay. then like i got a couple of pictures of my mom oh. and then um got kind of like their medical history and stuff like that yeah, and just like yeah. a description of what happened and kind of thing that sure. helped a lot of things i stopped going to therapy after i think a couple months just because he's just like nothing's wrong it's just yeah. like you need a way to express yourself yeah and that i mean a lot of people do that i i see a counselor and i mm. see her kind of like as an as needed basis now there was a period where i was seeing her probably every few weeks or every month or whatever mm. it got to a point where she was like i don't think we need to make another appointment so now it's it's just like as an as needed basis if i mm. if i need an hour to just blow some shit out then, then i do it Absolutely. but no it's important it's important to have those networks yeah and mm. then once six months was done or whatever i, I kind of like figured out the friends i can go to kind of mm. like created my own support system through that whenever like, i was feeling bad about stuff whenever that issue came up i can talk to them about it and yeah. like and honestly i don't even need advice or anything either. just like letting things out is oh, just yeah. the best feeling in the world the more you hold things in the more it eats at you and the more that like yes. the negative energy affects your every single day living if you just let it out every once in a while like yeah. you'll have that release for a little bit and you'll be you'll be all right but yeah you need somebody who has no bias mm no prior you know involvement in your yeah. life who has no real stake in the outcome of whatever it is that you do so exactly. no i love i love therapy yeah. <laughs> and I love men who go to therapy. Like, I think mm-hmm. that it's so important, especially because, and I, I think about this all the time, especially lately with this whole, like, conversation about toxic masculinity and all of this kind of stuff. Men need to talk to somebody. As mm-hmm. much as we want to say men are the problem, <laughs> 100%, you guys are dealing with so much stuff that I'll know nothing about. And even the people close to you, like, men just have a harder time communicating with each other about this kind of stuff sometimes. So, mm-hmm. oh. Good for you. <laughs> thank you thank I'm very you. happy. So after, so that was when you were 13 and yeah. such. So what happened after that? Um, there is like a lot of what ifs for me. 
like, do I want to meet my adoptive mom, my uh, biological mom? Sure. Because the story behind it, it was, it was kind of like a shaky adoption. She was married and had a husband and she on her husband. Oh, wow. And then her and her husband weren't capable of having kids. Oh. So then she had a, a really tough decision to make. Yeah, to either yeah, yeah. have the baby with him and work on things or put me up for adoption. Like, she had, like, a really tough decision to make. Yeah. So she decided what was best for me was to put me up for adoption. Yeah. And then, like, work on things with her husband. She didn't have much family. Um, sure, yeah. She was just, like, kind of, like, stuck. Wow. It was, like, a lot to ask of her husband to, sure. like, if they're raise already a have, child that's not his and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, that, like, that pressure, that problem, they already have problems. Then, yeah, that would be kind of a, oh, it's, it's so shitty to say, but it's, like, a glaring reminder of, like, a mistake. Which, But you know what I'm saying. It's, it's so yeah. tricky. Mm-hmm. And this is what I mean is that so many people assume it's just these like teenagers getting knocked up who like who are, you know, lost or stuck or something like that. Or But that's just not the case. Yeah. Ever. Every single situation is different, like for sure. Yeah. And like I've known some people that met their adoptive parents and then it's been great. I've known some people where they've met them and it's been bad. And, yeah. Like, that's like probably the only kind of anxiety I get sometimes mm-hmm. is just I think I do for like my own mental health and stuff like that. We need to meet her if mm-hmm. I can, if it's possible. Mm-hmm. But the expectations that behind it are the pressure. Yeah. What if I, I meet imagine. her and I want her to be a part of my life, but she doesn't want to be a part of my life? Yeah. Or, or like, vice what, versa. Like ex- you never. Vice versa. You really or just don't like know. and guilt and shame, like uh, the way that it plays on relationships that are you know like everyday relationships, not ones that have yeah a context already. That's and so it's interesting. Like, it's like a close adoption too, right? I have to go through like this entire process of mm. like even like reaching out to her to, to see if she even wants to, and like wow. I don't know. If she's closed that door on her life and stuff like yeah. that and want to just kind of like forget about it yeah but also she had a c-section when she had me she would have like a scar of the c-section right That's so like true. that would be like an everyday reminder every single time she looks in the mirror wow yeah so there's a lot of things that go on that's like on my birthday does she think about that yeah day? Yeah. On Mother's Day, does, does she, she do cons- something? Does she have some kind of wow? Yeah. On Mother's Day, <laughs> does she think about her being a mother? Does she celebrate yeah. it? Wow, you put an awful lot of consideration into somebody that you've never met. That's <laughs> that's an amazing thing. That is honestly truly amazing. And do your parents? Did you talk to them about this? Did they- I talk to them about it like every like every once in a while? But yeah. it's just like a weird situation. Like they get really awkward about it, and I yeah. hate seeing them kind of awkward about it. So yeah. I kind of just don't. I don't leave, really leave that. I don't talk about it with them that much, that's just fair. because like. I don't know. I care about how they feel about it, too, yeah, because 100%. I love them to death. They do anything for me. I do anything for them. Like, yeah. it, it's not like I don't want them to be part of my life or anything like that. Oh, it's my just, God. Yeah, I want them part of my life. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. I really, honestly, I didn't know all of that. So mm-hmm. I do remember like, in high school, though, us having conversations about you wanting to meet her even back then. So that would have been like 17, 16, 17. Yeah. So, yeah. so you turned like, 18 and then? Uh, I turned 18 and then I got, unfortunately, like what I did didn't turn out the best. Mm. So me and one of my really good friends went to CAS one day, like I think two weeks after my 18th birthday. And I was like, I think I really need to do this. Will you come with me? So like I went to CAS and was like, hey, this is my situation. Mm-hmm. What do I need to do? And then like the entire like process is really long. I didn't have the strength at that point to like, like go through with it. it. Yeah, and like go through yeah. it. Like I had to build up strength to even like go to the place and yeah. ask questions about it. And yeah. then the six month process, I was like, I don't even think I can handle that. Like the, the waiting, the yeah. waiting oh every single gosh. day, like just yeah to hear back that's intense yeah so then the case agent i had was just like yeah you can either do the process or oh like facebook's pretty popular now you could just put it out on facebook or like put it out in the newspaper and I'm you just, can do that you would think that like they wouldn't encourage that yeah that's what i was thinking and even what? like i was nervous i was nervous as hell for that time too yeah like, just, just to like, interact with some oh wow but i'm just like what am i gonna do put an ad in the newspaper and be like hey looking for my adoptive my mother like <laughs> please if you know anything help me out that's like <laughs> Like, what kind of advice is that? Like, That's weird. Uh, the post on Facebook, yeah. yo, like, 
hey, please share this. I'm yeah. looking for, no. Oh, yeah. that's, that's very weird. <laughs> yeah. This isn't similar at all, but mm. a family member of mine was recently having an issue with like uh, people um, kind of harassing them and there was footage of it. Like they have video footage of it mm. happening. People said that you should share this on Facebook and like get these people found. And I was mm. like, that's a weird recommendation while like there's an active investigation. Yeah. Like, like that just doesn't seem like I understand social media is this very powerful tool, mm. but like, yeah. you see how out of hand things can get on social media. For Why sure. the hell when you put something so vulnerable out there too? Oh my yeah. God. Oh my God. So that was like, yeah, a vulnerable <laughs> thing that I'm just like, not every single person know that I'm going through this. Yeah. Like, help, but like, I don't know. I feel like it could help, but at the same time, it's not, it's not exactly the advice I was looking for. Yeah. No, especially at 18 too. Yeah. Yeah. But kind of like a subplot to that the reason like, i divulged so far into sports too is growing up you kind of know this all the sports i played like, i generally won at yeah and part of the reason was <laughs> to get like my name in the newspapers like she's from this area i know that okay so like, if she saw the paper one day and saw me in the paper just to like she knew that i was doing okay like yeah. my biological mom in that yeah. sense it's kind of like a weird subconscious thing that like you i kind of did you never yeah. know just like i don't know if, yeah yeah wow that's that's i didn't know that but that's very interesting yeah <laughs> all right it's cool. a weird kind of motivation like you get motivation from wherever you can 100 like, that was kind of mine a little bit but <laughs> i got my motivation from your dad who would whip me into <laughs> shape man oh my gosh so my nephew I, I don't know if i've ever told you this but mm. he's been legally adopted by my brother-in-law who has been caring for him since he was two weeks old so oh, like yes yeah, it's not even a question that's yeah. always been dad but he they know they like they've told him they've had mm. whole conversations with him about it and and that yeah. kind of thing so no I, I very much prefer that and I remember it was around the age of probably three where they started saying like what's the move here what are we gonna do mm. and um, yeah and then it, it's just been an open thing and he'll ask questions every now and then and everybody's just honest but yeah it's honestly it's all you can do right is mm. just be honest and be I don't know kind about it and again it sounds like you have an awful lot of consideration for someone who you've never even met <laughs> and maybe even some people would have animosity for it and I'm just so glad you don't because it's not no, worth it like that's such a hard decision to make yeah. and like I can't blame her for anything because I love my life I have right now yeah. like I've got an amazing family like mm -hmm. she wanted to make sure I was uh, she had a choice in which family I got adopted into like my mom and dad met her and stuff like that and yeah. like she made a great choice for me 100%. and like I have I can't show anything but love for her like yeah she provided me with a life that she couldn't provide for myself yeah for herself so, she like, made the decision probably a very hard one yeah yeah damn well good for you I'm so glad you have that mentality because truly it's I, I couldn't imagine how anybody I know would handle that other than you, who is very mm -hmm. positive, obviously. So mm -hmm. Good for you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so maybe we'll move away from the stuff that I do know about you because... Again, but it's also been so long since I've we seen you. So it's like, yeah. what the fuck have you been up to? I don't even know. But I know that you have a girlfriend now, right? Yeah. yeah. So uh, how long have you guys been together? Um, It's been... A year, I can't get this wrong. Uh, <laughs> Not on air. <laughs> July 29th, I want to say. All right. Yeah. Okay, so you're in a bit now? Yeah, just just over a year, yeah. Mm, well, I've seen pictures and she's beautiful. She seems yeah. very sweet. She seems very much like uh, like mm. when I saw the pictures, and again, I don't know her, but mm. I was like, wow, this is very a Dean's girlfriend. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's very much, I don't know. Again, I just feel like because you're so kind, it's probably beneficial to also be with somebody who's maybe like kind and sensitive mm -hmm. and whatever too. So No, she's honestly, she's my best friend. She's my rock. Good. She's, yeah, she's good. absolutely incredible. Yeah. That's good. Everybody deserves that. So mm. it's, there was a point where, again, I was dating your friend at the time who was not great to me <laughs> mm -hmm. at the time because we were in high school whatever I'm, I don't know what he's like now but yeah. um, and I also feel like you had a lot of instances with girls that were like not great and a lot of you getting invested within them backing away or just like different situations which yeah. again we all take advantage of nice guys unfortunately <laughs> <laughs> but no I'm happy it's always good to hear that you know people found what they wanted or needed somewhere mm -hmm. else not 
with the same people from high school, but that's just me. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Okay, so again, this is something like I feel like I should know about you maybe more, but are you religious? Um, not really. I like have vague memories of talking about this probably at some point in high school, but... Mm. My parents were really religious growing up, and then, like, my parents are both Muslim. Yeah, yeah. So then them being Muslim in, like, the Essex community... Yeah. You were made to feel different in some points. And, like, looking at me and my dad and, like, my mom, like, you wouldn't assume we're Muslim. Like, it is what it is. But the only thing that was, like, weird is just, I said, like, I didn't eat pork growing up. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that was, like, the big, big thing. But now, like, I don't search for it. But, like, if it's on pizza, like, pepperoni pizza, like, I'll have pepperoni pizza here and there. But, like, I'm not really that religious. But, like, I'm more, like, spiritual. I've been actually trying to get into, like, Buddhism a little bit. Yeah, that makes sense. All right. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? Thinking back to this, I do remember your dad talking to us even young about like being Muslim and such and what exactly it meant but it was again when you get to be exposed which isn't the right word but when you get to interact and like have close relationships with people who are different you don't realize how much it influences you to not think about it all that much yeah. you know what I mean and you need those kind of people it's, mm-hmm. it's amazing so your brother's living in Costa Rica now mm-hmm. if you could live anywhere doing anything whatever it was what what would you be where would you be my uncle lives in California right now, like in Santa Monica. Oh. So like the way that my head planned out my life, it was almost on track and then the pandemic hit. But hmm. I was uh had a job interview with the Detroit Pistons to do like ticket sales and marketing with them oh, and like shit. Yeah. And then I was going through getting like applying for my visas and stuff like that to work over there. And then mm-hmm. like that's when the pandemic hit and shut everything down. The NBA season shut down, the border closed. So it was just. How are you going to do that? Yeah. So yeah. I kind of like put that on the back burner for then. And then like the way that my life would have planned out was like I would have worked with the Pistons for a little bit and then tried to eventually find my way down to the California teams and do something there. But yeah. yeah well. I think that's a nice place to live. And even like. Arizona or Vegas? Yeah. I feel like I would thrive in the desert as well. I don't mm. know why. I just always, I've never been. But I think I'm going to go to Vegas next year just to see it's what fun. the vibe is. I've never been. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. You know what? This is a good question. Again, because I feel like something that we used to talk about a lot, relationships and like the girls you were seeing, the guys I was seeing. But mm. do you remember what your first like real heartbreak was? I can't remember. Oh, like, Well, I can remember mine, but I can't. I feel like we probably talked about this before. Um... <laughs> My first heartbreak? You don't have to say who it was or what it was, but do you remember what the feeling was, I guess? Yeah. Yeah. I'm still friends with the person to this day, actually. Really? Yeah. We had a couple of times where, like, we obviously didn't talk for a couple of years, but then life brought us back together as friends. And, like, mm-hmm. we're still, I'd say, like, she's one of my good friends now. Really? But, yeah, I don't know, like, being... I think it was like 13, 14, like you grow attached to somebody mm-hmm. for the first time. And then, I don't know, it's like a weird thing to deal with when you're 13 or 14. Yeah. Like, oh my God. It's yeah. way too complex. It's yeah. Like you just didn't know how to deal with it. So you kind of like I'm made up. A... 25. I don't know how to fucking deal with yeah. it. <laughs> again, I just remember like love and like all this stuff being very important to you. You've always been, I don't want to say sensitive because I, I know that that can be a word that is triggering for mm. some men, but like I feel like you are a very thoughtful considerate person and that like this kind of stuff is very important to you so mm-hmm. i'm just curious about why that is <laughs> um, wait, <laughs> why are you such a romantic I, guess. I just feel like i'm going to be who i am yeah and then if someone was to reciprocate the same energy to me great like i'm not going to change myself or hold myself back yeah in a situation if there's someone who wants to reciprocate it like they'll reciprocate it and yeah. it took me a while to find that person but <laughs> like my girlfriend now I've been upfront and awesome with her for like from the start and she's reciprocated back and then some for me. Like, yeah, yeah it's been awesome. But yeah. I don't know. I'm either all or nothing for uh-huh. the most part, I guess. And yeah. like some points in my life, some people weren't ready for that or just didn't know how to respond to that because they weren't used to it. Sure. Yeah. 
100 percent when you're sure of yourself in that regard and like you know what you want and i guess in high school what do you really know but at least Mm. like it's that's who you are though it's not changed yeah so yeah it can be i guess jarring for some people dating is so much of a game there's all of this i don't know like back and forth like uh, even last night i went and got drinks with some friends and one of the girls that I was with is like, she has this like a thing for a guy right now. She likes him, but she's mm. like, I don't know how to do it right. Like, how do I do this right? Blah, blah, blah. And she's all stressed out. Mm. And then the other girl that we were with, she's like, well, I'm very toxic. So like, yeah, he messaged you, but like, don't answer for two hours. See, like, and I'm like, I can't do that. Yeah. I can't. I don't know these like unwritten rules. And I'm not even going to pretend like I don't care about something if I care mm. about something. Like, yeah. ugh, that's just, man, it's hard. So yeah, no, what I'm saying is that I respect that you've always just mm. put it out there. And I don't know how you do it because... You get hurt, honestly. You you do. Mm. Being vulnerable is fucking hard. <laughs> it sucks. And like even yesterday, my friend was like, "Don't ask Tori because Tori like loves love. Like she's just such a lover." And I was mm. like, "You say it like a bad thing. <laughs> what do you mean?" Yeah. But no, she. It can be. It can be really hard. So yeah. good for you no. for sticking true to that. Dating games. <sighs> I feel like it's a weird time to just be dating in general. For sure. Post pandemic, people are like they don't know what they want to be like down bad and, and just like, like ruthless. The, the stage or, in your life you're at too right now. Like yeah. you're 25. Like some people are like. Maybe some Having people. babies. Yeah, so like it just like it's a weird time. Like after a pandemic too. Like yeah, and yeah. I get it. Like I, the world's like reopening up again, so it's like people are scattering. Where it's either like I'm deciding that I'm gonna be ruthless and cutthroat, and I'm gonna be toxic, and TikTok's mm. not helping with any of this, <laughs> or I'm gonna be like a deep romantic who needs to hold on to somebody because the mm. world's gonna end. And it's like, what the fuck is it doing to us? Yeah. <laughs> I think that we could do like a real like a sociological breakdown of what has been happening over the past year in mm. dating because it's fucking weird. Yeah. <laughs> it's just weird. I just don't get it. I don't want to get it. I don't want to be out here. Honestly, anymore. the pandemic kind of like helped me a little bit in yeah. a sense because it kind of like slowed my life down. Like for me, it's just like I needed to be happy with myself and where I'm at before mm-hmm. I can go give some of that to somebody else. Yeah. And so the pandemic kind of did like, that for yeah, you. Yeah. It helped me kind of like process things that like I didn't really process before. Right. Because mm-hmm. there was good things and bad things about the pandemic, but kind of like slowed stuff down for you. Kind of like made you like appreciate things. You did reflect. Think about things, yeah. Reflect about, like you give you time to like reflect about yeah. your life. And that did really terrible things to some people like yeah. uh, but uh, I mean at the beginning of the pandemic I also started this job at the same time mm. and I had this period of getting really obsessed and I talk about this on the podcast all the time people are probably annoyed but I got obsessed with this idea of shame because I didn't realize how huge it was in my life and how mm. much shit I had to let go of that I just didn't realize and so I now I'm realizing that it took for the pandemic for me to actually like myself mm-hmm. like not that I hated myself or I was in a bad state before that but it took for this stop this period of reflection and also to have a job where they encourage you to be yourself yeah it took for all of this for me to realize that i'm a really enjoyable person actually <laughs> like i actually really enjoy myself yeah. and i need to do more to put myself out there and so yeah, i hate mm. to say it because of all the deaths and, and the scary times and how mm. tragic it really was but like the pandemic did me good <laughs> yeah everyone's situation is different for sure yeah. like i know some people that got covid and still i don't have like their like sense of smell and yeah. taste 100 back and stuff like that so mm-hmm. like I'm thankful and lucky that like I made it through. I like, I did get COVID once mm-hmm. and then like I had it twice. It wasn't too bad. Like yeah. fairly chilling. Like I still enjoyed myself. I was in a good situation where like I live in the county. Yeah. I live with my parents. I have a really good relationship with my parents. Yeah. Like me too. We bought <laughs> like, we bought kayaks and we went kayaking oh. like a bunch. And we went to Point Pelee all the time because it's fairly close to our house. And like how we the hell have we Pili. not crossed paths? Because that's exactly what my family and I have yeah. been doing. We didn't buy kayaks, but we got them from our family. And we mm. go to we have Point Pelee family pass. We use yeah. It all. 
Mm. Oh, no, I, I agree. Again, you don't want to say, like, this pandemic was great, but, like, you know, compared mm. to other life events, it's been a pretty fun time. <laughs> yeah. It's been long. I heard some people call it the great pause, and it's exactly like what you said, is yeah. that people needed to reflect. And it, now this time coming out of it is so tricky to navigate. But if you can come out of it feeling the way you do mm. and the way I know I do, then I think we're winning. Yeah. I think we won the pandemic. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> That's awful to say. Okay, so. Even, like, during the pandemic, too, like, for me, I was luckily enough to, like, work with some kids during the pandemic. Mm. I was looking for on-point athletics. So, mm. like, we ran beach volleyball camps. We were outside mm-hmm. playing beach volleyball. Like, so there was only four people on a court. So we could still do stuff and socially distance at the yeah. same time but still have fun and just, like, giving them something to do during the pandemic mm-hmm. really helped. Helping and, like, them move, too. Helping yeah. them move and just, like, yeah. just being around them, like, helped me get through it, too. Yeah. Yeah, you need a purpose. And that's the yeah. thing is that a lot of people really lost their purpose, which is too bad. But you mm-hmm. hope that now people are... Maybe figuring it out. Getting back to where they they so. they need to be. Yeah. All right. Well, we're like, we did pretty damn good here. <laughs> yeah. Is there anything you want to talk about? Anything you want to plug? Anything you got going on? That Not you can really. Talk like about? I'm an assistant coach for the men's volleyball team, so like at St. Clair College. So yeah. like, if anyone here's listening, come out to some games. Like, yeah. We're doing pretty good this year. We finally allowed fans back in the arena, mm-hmm. and like that's gonna be fun. Um, <laughs> I'm glad to see you and like yeah. your show. Like hearing you on the radio in the morning sometimes too. <laughs> just like whenever like I'm missing you, like I'll tune into the radio and just be like, oh, Tori, I'm glad. You can text right. me anytime. And you know what? Your dad sometimes will he'll text me something that I said on the radio. That's that's what makes me feel so good. It's like the, mm-hmm. when people I know are just like, oh, I loved what you said about whatever. I'm like, <laughs> we, uh, we talked about my, like my dad a lot here. Mm-hmm. I, I got to show my mom. Oh, too. please do. Like my mom is the best. Like she is. during the pandemic, my friends were getting married. She just like offered to make the baked goods for their wedding. That was like kind of like my wedding, pre- our wedding present to them was like we did the baked goods for them. She and makes just, like, amazing stuff. Yeah. yeah. I remember this. Oh. No, my mom will go, like, above and beyond for any single person. I just yeah. ask for it, like, reaches out or anything yes. like that. Like, yeah, I got to shout out my mom for that, too. Please so. do. Please mm-hmm. shout out your mom. Everybody, I think I'm going to start making everybody shout out their yeah. mom before <laughs> they leave. That's what you have to do now. You have to give your mom a little shout out. So, mm-hmm. yes, I love your mom. And, and again, it's, it's so nice that you guys are just here like like if we didn't have you guys in Windsor Essex your whole family it just mm. it wouldn't have been the same their reach like reached a lot of like yeah. families and Influence. communities and like yeah. like my dad was at Colchester for what 30 something years mm-hmm. they, they renamed the gym after him uh yeah I was there yeah. <laughs> I remember when he retired that was well, man that was a while ago now but when he retired I remember mm. it was a freaking spectacle it was like people were coming in and like almost like a like an assembly line people yeah. having to come and say hi and then like circulate out because so many people were waiting to come like wish him well and mm-hmm. oh that's just so so telling of who he is and I guarantee you whether you're from Essex itself or, or Colchester or Gosfield or whatever you still know who Izzy Ozier is or just like even like kids that played volleyball like played yeah. sports growing up or like did track and field or something like that mm-hmm. throughout their grade school career like I'll be like hey do you remember like the dark dude at track that was always <laughs> yelling at somebody yeah. and they'll be like yeah I know him yeah. I was like yeah that's my dad like, <laughs> he's iconic yeah. man he's very much an icon and mm. again I'm so glad that not only that he brought us together but also that he I had him in my life because even you know my older sisters too and they all like that's mm-hmm. one thing we can we don't agree on pretty much anything but one thing we will agree on is how important Mr. O is <laughs> to all of us because yeah. he's just universally loved I dare somebody to tell me that they don't like him because <laughs> not only will there not be anybody but if mm. there was they would have a very angry mob mm. <laughs> he's amazing and I'm so glad that that yeah. I'm from here even my mom too like my mom like she's taught generations at Gosfield yeah. too so now like whenever she's walking our dog throughout the uh throughout Cotton like yeah. people will like stop and say hi or yeah. just it's she, like a parade everywhere yeah. they go. 
<laughs> everyone stops and says hi yeah. and just like wishes them well. It's kind of uh, it's nice to see. I'm sure it puts a lot of pressure on you to be like a really <laughs> decent person. A little bit, but like if you see someone doing something nice, yeah, you, I've seen it my entire life. I'm mm. gonna reciprocate that. Yeah, my, you see the benefits of being a good person, and mm. I'm happy that you made the time. Thank you. Yeah, no, this is perfect. Uh, yeah. And again, thank you. No, thanks for having me. It was nice like kind of catching up with you. Yeah, and seeing you again. yeah, we'll for real catch up for real. But mm-hmm. yeah, this is perfect. Thanks for sticking around to the end. As per usual, I know it was fantastic. You ain't gotta tell me. I'm just kidding. I will see you in two weeks on October 20th. Seen your message, girl, you tripping. Trying to tell you that you need to listen. I don't give a fuck what your friends think. Why you got them all in a business? I ain't got no time for this petty shit. If you went with it, I'ma go and get another bitch. Just tell me where your head's at. All this love lost, maybe we can get it back. I need you to put that aside. I ain't got no time for these games. I know what you really like. Girl, I know how your body language. All you need is some love from me. All you want is some company. You've been working hard, go ahead and wind up. What's on your mind? I'm just trying to find out. All All you really want is attention Girl, your vibes off, too much tension You should listen up, so I'ma go ahead and fall back Girl, you know that you like to move that body all over me And I know that you need to tell me what you really want I need you to put that aside I ain't got no time for these games I know what you really like Girl, I know by your body language All you need is some love from me Go ahead and wind up What's on your mind? I'm just trying to find out All you need is some love from me All you want is some company You've been working hard Go ahead and wind up What's on your mind? I'm just trying to find out I need you to put that aside I ain't got no time for these games I know what you really like Girl, I know about your body Thank you.